Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And here we are again. We're very happy to welcome you to Second Half Now. It is, in fact, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. And this is where we discuss the things that matter to us in the 50-plus generation. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our lovely and talented co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. Good to see you again, Denise. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Dan. How about yourself? I'm doing well. We've got a, a fantastic show today. I'm really looking forward to getting into it in just a few moments. Me as well. Our guest today is somebody, he has no idea the number of people who are aware of the work that he's been doing, and I am one of those, and am am just looking so forward to having this conversation today. Absolutely. And as usual, I want to ask you, what is the good word for today? The good word today is obedience, Dan. Ah, okay. I'm uh, going to hold back on my explanation as to why that's the word for today. And I'm hoping our listeners, as they listen to Neil's story, will hear exactly why that's the appropriate word for today. Yeah, because there is a story about that. All right, very good. So what we want to talk about today is the value of finding your calling. And, uh, you know, we are of the belief that God has called us and equipped us and built us and shaped us to do the kinds of things that will honor him and bless others. And we uh, really target in on Ephesians 2.10 that says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And one of the things we want to emphasize today is how life is better when we get on board with what God has for us. So the title for today's show is this, Following Your Calling Changes Lives, Including Your Own. And I'll remind our audience before we introduce our guest of the vision and the purpose for this show, and that is Thriving Boomers, Finding and Fulfilling Their Calling. So that's why calling is so important for us today. And we're going to introduce our guest right now with the topic, Following Your Calling Changes Lives, Including Your Own. Our special guest today is Neil Lomax, and a lot of you will recognize his name. He's been around for a long time as kind of a legend here in our area, hometown sports figure, quarterback uh, way back in the day in Lake Oswego High School and then the Portland State University, and then with an NFL career with the St. Louis slash Arizona Cardinals, I guess uh, Neil was involved in the move. Is that correct, Neil, that you were with the team when they moved? That's correct. Yeah, okay. So, Neil Lomax, thank you very much for joining us today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Well, thank you. Pleasure to be on and talk about what God's doing in our lives. That's perfect. I like that. So, to start with, let's just say this. Tell us about your love for football, and I know that means a whole lot more to you even now in in uh, your current life, and we want to talk about the Roosevelt story. But tell us about your love for football and where that took you. Well, wasn't it just love for football? I think our whole culture, in our, our entire nation, we love sports. Right. And I, I was no different growing up, you know, uh, even though we didn't have 400 channels, the the five channels that we did have on our TV set, you know, three of them were 
tuned to some NBA game or NFL game or college football or baseball or golf or whatever. And sure. growing up, I was kind of that normal, I thought, normal All-American kid that, uh, you know, if it was a ball, I want to hit it, shoot it, <laughs> kick it, whatever, whatever it was. Uh, right. That was my memories with my brothers and my sister uh, growing up, uh, you know, outside of Lake Oswego. And that kept you going all the way through your NFL career. And I know that, uh, you know, those of us who have been around Portland for a long, long time, we have seen your name in the papers uh, in a good way uh, with uh, (laughs) because that's that's important. It is. Not everybody that's from here is in the papers in a good way. So (laughs) so I'm going to get right into it, Neil. And I want you to uh, tell us about the Roosevelt story. Uh, Denise and I have. Seen the videos, we're aware of the School Partnership Network and the South Lake Church and all the stuff that uh, has taken place and is still going on. So uh, maybe the first question would be, what need did you see at that school? I know you were part of the, the church initiative, but what, did, what need jumped out to you? Yeah, it's quite a story, and I'm glad you guys have seen the DVD of The Undivided and What's happened out there, uh, you know, eight years ago, the challenge from Louis Palau to local churches to, you know, go out of your comfort zone, get out of the suburbs and go find uh, a public school and adopt it. And, you know, thankfully, Kip Jacob, our pastor of Southlake, did exactly that. And why he picked Roosevelt, um, several reasons, obviously. Uh, We don't have to go all the details, but it was one of the top five or six schools in the country, well, in our state lowest graduation rate, highest free lunch, poverty. I mean, I can go up and down the list here of why a school like that needs uh, help, needs uh, some folks to come in and, and, and serve them. And that's all Southlake did. What can we do to serve you? And, you know, I didn't go the first time, the first uh, day of service. They cleaned it up, you know, started asking the principal, what do you need? It was about a year later, uh, you know, Dan and Denise, that I actually that church and I heard uh, some of the folks who went out there the year before and what they did and clean the windows and mowing lawns and fixing this and tutoring and I'm coming home from church and I'm telling you they, I, like like today I, I heard uh, God's voice I really did mm. and I have not heard that voice I mean people say they hear from God and they they hear the call and they I, I have never heard it that distinctly when I was driving home. I looked at my wife, and I said, Lori, I, I have got to go out there to Roosevelt High School and talk to the athletic director because my gift is sports. My gift is football. Right. What can I do What can I do to help that school with their athletic program? And, uh, well, it just started from there. You know, I met the, the new head coach because the old one was fired. They, they haven't won a game in three years. And, you know, it goes on and on and on how terrible the school is, how terrible the facility is. These kids can't play. The kids don't want to play. And and on and on and on. And matter of fact, the head coach who just got hired spent about 45 minutes telling me that, trying to convince me not to come out Wow. There. Oh, is that right? You, no kidding. You, you, don't, you don't want This is not going to be Tigard or Twalton or Sherwood or Lake Oswego. You, you don't want to come here. You won't last. You wow. Won't, um, so that was eight years ago, and we're still out there serving and, um, you know, trying to kid, trying to change kids' life one kid at a time. And there it is. Neil, I'm so grateful that that day in the car you heard the word of the Lord clearly in your mind. And from, from your explanation here and from the stories that I've read, there was not much time 
between when you heard from the Lord and you responded, okay, Lord, I will. And that is why the word for the day is obedience, because that decision right in that moment to obey the Lord has led to some phenomenal um, consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, and incredible stories. Every, every kid out there has a story, every teacher, every coach, every counselor, uh, the police officers I've met out there, uh, parole officers I've met out there, DHS personnel I've met out there. Uh, you know, and, and it's kind of, yes, Christians, you know, we kind of have, oh, yeah, I hear God said that. You know, I, I have never experienced that. You know, I have never really experienced that clarity. And in my life at that time, I was fortunate enough, you know, I didn't have a nine-to-five job. I just sold my event management business the year before. I've been in and out of coaching for years, you know, at Tigard. Lake Oswego, all the big schools, and my kids went there. You know, that was a normal fit. So this was so out of the box. This was right. so out of the ordinary. This was not Jerusalem. This was going out to Samaria. And mm. the, this was like, are you kidding me? Right. Uh, what do I have to offer? But I just knew uh, I need to go out there and meet this guy and, and, and see what uh, God had in store. And, uh, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. What an incredible question. What do I have to offer? You know, I'm struck, too, by uh, when we talk about the theme of calling. In fact, that really is part of our vision, thriving boomers, finding and fulfilling their calling. Most of us, Neil, will get to that through uh, conviction or, you know, an inner um, sort of a, a drive or something that we have really feel called to do. But it sounds like for you, it really was a strong voice that God says that that is exactly what He wanted you to do with that part of your life. Yeah, I think I think if you uh, you can hear that if you are close to God, and that means a, a, a prayer life. I mean, praying to God. I think that's a word that we throw out quite a bit. Even like Denise said, the word of the obedience. That's a word yeah. Christians love to throw out. But what does it really mean? Right. Mm-hmm. What does it truly mean? I mean, it's not about behavior modification. If I'm good or I say a prayer in the morning, or if I go to church, if I tithe, if I don't watch you know, R-rated movies, if I don't go over the speed limit, I don't drink too much, boy, I'm, I'm really obeying God. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly what it is. It's a closeness. It's truly a closeness, and your prayer life reflects that. I think my wife, I'm praying, all of a sudden, God just kind of, it was a heartfelt thing. It wasn't like on the radio. I'm turning to Caleb, and God says, okay, Neil, go to Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. It was in my, I can really just tell, and I think uh, you guys and others have had those experiences once more, like, oh my, that's got to be from God, because it's going to honor and glorify Him. If it does that, you know it's from Him. Right. Yeah. And I think the other thing you said, it was not what you would, it was Samaria to you, in terms of your experience, where you felt you were at uh, at your best, it was not picturing taking all of those talents, all those skills, all of that heart and passion to a neighborhood where it had such bad news and you have no no connection there. That is really picking you up out of your land and taking you to a different one. Yeah, and not understanding their culture and not understanding their... And when you say their, I don't... It's not a racist thing like that. Air Roosevelt High School is probably 70%. African American, uh, 10% Latino, 10% Asian, uh, Tongan, Samoan, white. So it wasn't quite. The, it's it's the whole demographic, the whole the complexity uh, of that neighborhood 
And see, I just thought, okay, I'm going to go there. These guys are probably are really good athletes. You know, if they're African American, they're probably really good athletes. You know, I could take them, turn them into great quarterbacks, receivers, and we'll start winning. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of my agenda. And the first year, they turned that around to find out stories that I had no idea I was going to walk through some of these young boys. And not just they influenced, I was going to influence them. They influenced me on how to be a true a man, what, what it takes to be a man to lead these young boys out of that adolescent years, which is so difficult at uh, the Roosevelt High Schools of the world. Boy, Neil, as you talk, I just I, I feel the shivers up my back. I don't know about you, Dan, but that just speaks to to my heart so deeply for there to be these young men who have so much to offer but need somebody to come alongside them and help show them show them the way. But in the meantime, wow, what a what a showing of the way you received yourself. Yeah, and I can we can spend hours uh, really telling you each story. I mean, the second day I'm out there, you know, we're running some sprints, you know, normal sprints for a 16, 17-year-old kid to be nothing. And there's one big Tongan kid, Sateki, is having a hard time. I'm like, man, I, I know you're out of shape. I know you haven't run, but keep running, keep running. He's over there in the corner, and he puts his knee down. He's, like, heaving and almost throwing up. I said, Sateki, what? I mean, you can't be that out of shape. And he said, you know, Coach Lowe, I, I'd be a lot better if I was able to – I haven't had anything to eat in about a day and a half. Oh, I wow. said, what? He goes, no, I, I – first thing, you know, you got to remember, though. First thing you think, okay, the kid's lying. He doesn't want to run sprints. You know, that's what high school kids do. They're going to fake something. They're going to make a story up. But as we looked into it, Sateki's family going home with him, it was true. You know, his mom hasn't worked for a while. There was no food at the house. I mean, these are the these are the things that we take for granted. That's that right. young men out there not having a meal when they do get a meal or something, it's McDonald's, it's some junk that they don't get. That's that's one of about 35 stories of these 35 boys I encountered out there at Roosevelt. Here's another quick one: was there's a one kid Jerome who's late late to practice all the time. I said Jerome, why why are you late? It's driving me nuts that you're late all the time. We got you're our starting tailback. You got to be here on time. He goes and tells me about, well, I don't have a car seat. I have to go to my grandmother's house. I have to get my daughter. i got to take her to the day. I said, well, wait a minute. Wow. You have a daughter? You're, you're, you're 17 years old and you got a daughter? Yeah, she's a year and a half. And, I mean, you hear right. these things and you go, okay, you feel sorry for him and all that. But then again, you go, okay, let's go to Fred Meyer and buy you a dang car seat. Right. <laughs> that one. Right. And those wow. are the things that all of a sudden were influencing me to go, this is not about X's and O's. This is not about winning football games. This is the why. Why am I out here? Why Why did God have me out here? Not that I have money to buy a car seat, but that I could be with Jerome and teach him how to be a man. That's right. Well, you know, that's amazing because you are an X and O guy. I mean, you're, <laughs> you know, you're really zeroed in the zone when, when you're playing football or watching or coaching. But this was totally out of your realm. I wonder if you could peel this back for us a little bit, Neil. So you're encountering these guys. Uh, they're out there. Uh, who knows why they showed up, you know, to uh, to a team that hasn't won a game for three. Not not just didn't have a winning season, but didn't win a game. Mm-hmm. But what's it like to intersect, to dig into uh, a young life like that? And hear from, from where you were coming from, you hear the call of God, and there you are in the field and in the locker room or wherever you encounter these guys. 
tell us your experience about uh, digging in and getting with these guys. What what kind of life exchange happens when you do that? Well, again, there's so many of these stories I can still reflect back on, Dan, and think like there's just yesterday, and there were seven or eight years ago or six years ago or five years ago, and or even the ones I had last year. But I think the biggest thing, it's just showing up. I mean, it's just showing up. These boys have had in their lives men and women who don't show up. They've right. had absent fathers. They've had absentee mothers. They've had people and uncles, grandmothers, in and out of their lives, teachers, coaches, that quit on them. And they, in turn, quit on them as well. Sure. Because why, right. why, why does it matter? So about the fourth or fifth day in a row, I had several of these kids coming to me. Why are you you're back again? Why are you back? So I'm coaching this team. I'm like, well, our guy from last year, he quit after we, this guy quit. See, that's the common denominator mm-hmm. with them. Sure. Is nobody, nobody shows up on, for the long run because who really cares about them? And they're there on a team because they understand if they come to a team, they all care as a group. They all have a goal. Hey, they just, just want to be around each other. They don't want to go home. There's no home to go to. Sure, so right. Three to so three to five o'clock. This is their home. This is their family, and that's what we don't understand a lot because wow, this we think it's football. No, this is their only family they have. They have eighteen, nineteen other brothers that have a common thread. They don't really want to go home. They want to play a sport, and they want someone, an adult figure, especially a male. They want an adult male to show up in their lives and be present every day and be consistent every day. And that's what, that's what my role was out there, to show them that's what a real man does. We show up every day, and we tell you we love you. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. So I'd like to dig into that a little bit more about the, the male role model, and I'd like to get right to that after our break. So folks, don't go away. We'll be right back. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people planned for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. 
Interest rates are still down, and that means the time to buy is right now. Let 24-7 Properties help you find the right house for your current needs. Jeff and his team, they take the time to get to know you and your unique situation to find the home that's just right for you. Search for available homes online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's talk about the type of property you are interested in purchasing. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503 780-3030. 780-3030. And we're back. Second half now. We're talking to Neil Lomax. Many of you will uh, recognize his name, and we are halfway through our discussion with Neil. And uh, gosh, it's been so good already, Neil. I wish we could go on and on. But as we left for the break, uh, we were talking about the importance and the value of a, a male role model for boys, and particularly in this adolescent age. And you were involved with these high school kids. Can you talk a little bit more about that and maybe speak to dads and, and grandfathers about um, uh, you know, what are the characteristics that a male role model can manifest in the life of their son or grandson? Yeah, one, one of the first things I had to really do is kind of reincorporate myself, understanding uh, each of these kids' lives. They don't come from a, a solid family background right. like most of us have come from, or even I had with my wife and my four, my four uh, children, that I was able to be at, go to their games and, and raise them the way we all want them to raise. You know, we all assume that happens uh, across the city and across the state and across the country. Well, we're naive to think that, and obviously we all know that. But still, once you go out there, or you go to any school, and you find out that you know a single family, the kids live with grandmother. Uh, the issue out of Roosevelt High School, several of these boys didn't even know who their fathers were. Right. Uh, right. Either they're incarcerated uh, at an early age, or they left at an early age. So that's all. That's all they've been used to. That's all they've been uh, grown to understand as a, a male figure in their lives, an older male figure in their lives, has left them. And so that's what we really mean in that these young men are living in a culture that is very different than the one that you um, have been working in. And so you had to become part of their culture to really understand how they see life and how they operate within it. Exactly, and that's why I spent a lot of time with uh, guys like Donnie McPherson and even Charlene Williams, the principal. Help me understand their mm-hmm. counselors and the principal out there, even our head coach, Christian Swain. He, he knew pretty well what he was getting into from McKay, and he's been out there and understands some of the lifestyles, some of the stories, but I didn't. So I need to spend a lot of time with him. Tell me. Tell me how I'm supposed to react. Tell me what I'm supposed to say, because I definitely don't want to entitle. I don't want to enable them. I don't want to say, oh, so I'm so sorry, Jerome, mm. for you. Oh, here's some money. You know, no, 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 no. It's the worst thing to do. You know, so I had to understand how, how do we react? How do we really, when we say let's love on these boys, what does that mean? And that really means we're going to support you. I and mean, it's, it's, it is. It means going to Fred Meyer and buying a car seat. Yeah. It's not giving them 50 bucks. You, you, you don't do that. You don't mm-hmm. give anybody 50 bucks. You go down and buy Sateki some food. Mm-hmm. You go to Fred Meyer and you buy him food. And you go to his house and you give the food to the parents or the grandmother or the uncle or the aunt, whoever's there. Neil, uh, can you tell us a little about that distinction? 
of the difference between doing it in terms of a cash gift versus what you're describing? Well, it's, it's very similar to the homeless person in the corner. Let's face it, 90% of them are going to go down and buy wine, buy drugs. Uh, they're not going to go buy food. Maybe they're not even a vet. And a veteran, hey, I'm hungry, just give me some money. That's the worst thing you can do. We've right. talked to several people, like Dan and Denise, I know. You probably had folks on from Union Gospel, from Portland Rescue Mission. They say the same thing, never give money, just never give cash. These boys would do the same thing. They'd go buy dope, they'd go buy alcohol, they'd go do something with it that you, you, know, you don't want them doing with. So you kind of got to get dirty and you kind of got to get more committed, meaning you got to get them in the car and mm-hmm. drive someplace and spend more time. Yeah, it's not as convenient, but if you really want to show them love down the road, you bet you go ahead and put in the car and then you're going to find out half these guys are lying. They don't need these kind of things. They're okay. And that's okay because they want, they want, they've never been told no. They've never been told hey, we're not doing it that way. We're going to do it this way. So there's a support system that you build around them that, okay, I'll support that. You're struggling in math? Let's get you a tutor. You don't have any shoes? Let me go down, let me go down and I'll get you a pair of 12 shoes. I will do that for you. Yeah. Okay, what else is your problem? Why, how, how can we not study? So you find out in their lives what's really going on and you support them as best you can. And reorient them from the old way of doing things to a newer way and better way. But That's you right. show That's them. Right. You're exactly. showing them. And they'll learn to respect that because, again, they, they, they think you're going to leave in a week or two anyway or a month. You're sure, not gonna be here. right. So they got the car seat. They got the food. Or they got the shoes. He's not going to be here. And all of a sudden, you're still there more and more and more. Um, they earn that respect. And I'll tell you what I found out, guys, is a young person, especially a, a, a young boy, he needs and he wants an adult role model to give discipline. He wants, he really wants that. He might not say it, but they want that. They want to be molded. They want to be really, they want to be respected too. And no one's been in their life to do that to them. So they just run rampant and with no respect, no concern at all for a lot of authority. And that's why they struggle in school. And we've been finding out more and more and more is just how do we get in their lives to make sure we support all the issues around them, not entitle them, not enable right. them with monies and free stuff. But how can they work towards that end that they have respect in themselves? And it sounds like that model, Neil, is more of a personal investment in their life, not just covering some of the surface things, but really being there with them and for them. It's time. Yeah, I like that. Some of our most valuable assets, and people aren't willing to give time. It's a lot easier for us to write a check. Right. It really is. Right. And and in a lot of ways, nothing's wrong with that if you give it to the right cause. But never give (laughs) – I'm telling you folks out there – Never give cash or check to a high school kid. Never. <laughs> well, you know, right. it, it, it doesn't communicate a real desire for a relationship either. And it seems to me, even though part of what you're doing is making sure that the money is being used in the correct way, like you say, by taking that time, by taking them to the grocery store, by, by going and delivering the food to their family and meeting whoever is in that parental role, all communicates respect and relationship, whereas giving somebody money is a way to re- relieve ourselves of some guilt. Yeah, one of, one, of the, one of the things Denise Roosevelt and, and Southlake, with the partnerships done so well, the needs out there, we see the needs, and Southlake has met those needs, and the two things we just talked about. So we started a food pantry. So we have volunteers from Southlake Church going out for the last five, six, seven years, 
you know, stocking and hosting and serving in the food pantry. Right. Food. Then we have a clothes closet. So right. here we are with a clothes closet. We've had volunteers from the church go out there two, three, four hours. Hey, I can volunteer. And they host and they make sure there's, it's secure and they take care of the clothes closet. Look at the, the two basic needs, clothing and food. Right. And any church can do that. I mean, you just go by any Goodwill. Look, Just go by and stop in a Goodwill and look in the garage at a Goodwill and see the tons and tons and tons of clothes and hardware there. Why can't that happen at public schools? Sure. And it can. You bet. And a lot of that is happening through the School Partnership Network and a lot of the good things there. So, Neil, gosh, we're out of time, but I want to make sure that can uh, is the uh, Undivided, is that available on YouTube? Yeah, I think if you just uh, go to uh, BeUndivided.com. So BeUndivided. Be yeah, BeUndivided.com okay. or go to SouthLakeChurch.com, and the links will send you right to either buying the DVD or go to YouTube, be, you're right, and click on that. And it's, uh, I, I can't, the last one now is about, one The one that came out was an hour and 30 minutes, Dan, I don't know which one have you seen. It might be a condensed 40-minute version, too. I think there's some new versions out there, a little shorter than the, right. I know the one that came out was about an hour and 40 minutes. Of course, I love it because it shows all the stories. Sure, you bet. Yeah, that's good viewing. I really encourage our folks to go see that. So, uh, gosh, we're out of time, Neil. Thank you so much, and God bless you for being with us today. And thank we're gonna... you for everything you've been doing. Yeah, we're going to be in all of South Lake. You can give them a thank you from us to them. I will. You Absolutely, we're all we're all on the same team here, fighting for the same cause. So good words. Absolutely, God, glory, God. And I love your word, Denise. You've Got to be obedient. It's not about being good about being obedient. That's right. Thank Thank you very much. That's it for us for now. God bless you and give you a life that honors him and blesses others. Let's meet again next Monday, 5.30 p.m. right here on the radio, KKPZ, 1330 The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ, 1330 The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.